Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Harden trying to get busy here. Great defense by Kogi. Tremendous defense by the rookie. Timberwolves on a 7 0 run. Oh, he put Fareed in the blender and hit the three on the way, got it! Jeff Teague stuck on automatic. Towns with a mismatch on Paul. I'll tell you what, what a job by this Minnesota team. What pride, what teamwork. The Timberwolves showing a lot of Tamir. Jonathan Harrison. Just didn't feel the same without that 5-for-21 performance by the $27 million small forward. You were missing that? You know, I thought... Uh, I thought for a long time, yeah, we got to get this guy out of here, but there's something really comforting about 16 missed long twos and lackadaisical transition play. That uh, I uh, kind of missed it last night. How about <laughs> how about just forget the stats for a second? Uh huh. The energy in that building last night. There was a feeling in the building. And your guy, your guy, my guy. He ain't exactly young, but Lou all day. Lou. Now, now Lou's not the answer. But I think what we have seen... Fight me segment Bite right your now. tongue. But I've th- shown us uh, quite a bit. It, it's instructive. You know what this is, guys? It's a wonderful life. In reverse. <laughs> so George Bailey says, I wish I'd never been born. And Clarence the Angel takes him around and says, Okay, you have never been born, so your brother died because you weren't there to save him. People died because Mr. Geller, the, the pharmacist, accidentally poisoned kids and you didn't catch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All of this, you know, Mary is allowed to, to be her husband. We've seen this in reverse. Life without Wiggy. Only the difference is it's glorious. It is. It's happy. It is. And I don't know how many people are still out there clinging to life on this, but the single worst points a game be as bad as you say he is. Okay, I don't mean to rag on the wall dang, but that dude has been rotting on benches for like two or three years. He's 33 going on 100 in basketball years. He was once a fantastic player, and he still has a lot to offer, obviously, as we saw last night. But if Luol Deng can come into a game and score 13 points on nine shots, it proves that literally almost anybody, veterans who are banged up and young players, if Jared Bayless can enter an NBA game and score 20 points, 23 points, any professional player, if you just tell them, go shoot until you get 20 points, can score 20 points. So I never want to hear the 20-point argument ever again. It's about all the other things. And last night, to what Rami was saying off the start, 
He gave you all the things that you've been wanting for five years from the guy you're paying $27 million. And it it flowed better, too. The big win last night, and we start the show by Judd saying, my guy Lou isn't the answer, and you saying anybody can do what he does? (laughs) Why do we got to crap on Lou all day to start the show after such a great game? I did preface by saying all due respect to Lou all day. That's what you do before you crap all over somebody. You're like, no offense, but you're about to do something offensive. And that's what you did to Lou all day just now. It's true, yeah. (laughs) It was a a disrespectful thing to say. Come on, man. It's Lou. Uh, He went for officially 13 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. He blocked 2 shots and knocked down a big corner 3 late in the 4th quarter. I'll rephrase. I'm sorry, sit on the bench, I'm sure, when, when Wiggins comes back. I'll rephrase. Okay. Taking this from a different perspective. Josh Okogie. All right? This kid's far. That announced crowd was 15,000 plus. That place in the regular season... With that few people has not come alive like that in forever. Like that completely, the feeling of that gymnasium or building yeah. completely changed there. I told Danny completely. Cunningham off the air earlier today, I said, I want that to be the new NBA logo. When we're sick of the Jerry West thing, <laughs> I want it to be Josh Okogi straight up. That He tries to pull the trigger and there's not enough space and then the shot gets tipped or something. Yeah, no, that thing never left his hand. No, it got stuffed back into him and then he yeah. fell to the ground and crumbled and it wasn't a foul. Did he really fall to the ground and crumble though or was he just doing what James Harden does, which is try to draw fouls? He may- and like feel the energy in the target center after that block. I didn't even hear it the first time I saw it. But just watching it and on the screen, you could... You could tell the reaction to that block at the Target Center last night. See, sometimes at open mic nights around the Twin Cities, they mm-hmm. just play Wolves games with a laugh track. <laughs> They've done that before. With the Benny Hill music. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a great, that's great. Benny Hill's fantastic. I love Benny Hill. But Ryan, Old bold guy might be a problem, too. <laughs> but Ryan Saunders has pulled some really interesting strings in the whatever. It's been a month plus since he took over for Tom Thibodeau. So putting Dario Saric in the starting lineup... And if you look at some of the the just the, the advanced numbers of Saric with Towns on the court, it's a pairing that absolutely makes sense. They are plus infinity, basically, have happened, but it's the smart, prudent move. You put Taj Gibson on the bench, and, and you put your two seven-foot sniper shooters out there for, for a defense to try and deal with. And then he decides to dust off the wall dang, not just for five minutes here, maybe come in in garbage time, for 30 and 35 minutes at a time, which on paper sounds like a terrible idea, and it's been a great breath of fresh air for this team. But he it just, fits in, and he acts as this veteran, multifaceted glue guy. And it's not the long-term thing, but again, it's instructive, right? It's instructive when you watch this team, these last two games play, and and realize that they are missing a guy that, that like it or not, when he's healthy, they lean on pretty consistently. And you see the difference in demeanor. You see the difference in in what uh, Dang brings this team. The, the, the biggest indictment that I get. Now, you might get it in spurts and you because Andrew has moments and Andrew has games here and there. But watching Dang play, there is a level of understanding of what needs to happen. And it's not just statistics. It's not the box score. It is a level of this is what I need to do. And you don't get that. And you don't get that. And and what Saunders did last night, too, and th- this is where I think he is, uh, Dallas were not good, not good matchups. He basically didn't play them. Mm-hmm. Which is, so so for all he goes to a guy like Taj and says, oh, okay, I'm thinking about you not starting, and Taj says, that's fine. And, and I think that 
Ryan's done a great job of doing what Tom also has the wherewithal and ability to say this works, this works. Maybe we'll wait till the Rockets are out of town to bring him back into the game. And then at one point, Anthony Tolliver, I think, was was playing the four. He was. And they were just stretching out the, the Rockets with Anthony Tolliver playing. The four. But can we honestly say and I know I know that what the what the, the gut reaction will be when I ask this question. But can we honestly say the Wolves are better without Andrew Wiggins? A hundred percent unequivocally, yes. Yes. And I, I don't know if we have enough time left in the hour I, for me to list the reasons. I think Phil went to this card now, now you've been proven right. Now I don't mean like like if you could if you could if you could send Andrew Wiggins and his contract somewhere. I'm saying as as the situation currently stands today, he's a member of the Timberwolves. You've paid him what you paid him. Mm-hmm. There's no swap. You can't say, well, yeah, if we could get rid of Andrew Wiggins, we'd have all this money to spend. You could do XYZ. This is the team that you have. Are you better off just telling Andrew Wiggins stay home? Stay home. Which one, they wouldn't do. One, yes, by the way. Go ahead, Judge. 1,000% yes now. After watching this team, I we have now seen this team in enough sample sizes and situations where he is not playing and or gone. They are a better team. They Now, now that, that does not mean necessarily that they are completely more talented. Cat's a great player. But you could you could probably make a case that fantasy basketball wise and talent wise they aren't more talented. But if you want a cohesive, well coached team that actually, I'll, I'll go back to the keyword, and this is the thing that that Andrew lacks consistently, and to me it's the most important thing: professionalism. That's really it. He doesn't bring it, and and it's inconsistent. And and the worst part is. There's that temptation where it might be there for one game. And so you're like, oh, okay. Ryan Saunders' smartest move when Ryan Saunders goes for this job will be to say, if Andrew Wiggins is on this team, it's to the detriment of everybody. Mm-hmm. It is it is coaching. He is coaching suicide. Here's the hard thing, though. If, if we keep going down this path, there's so much pressure to play him because of how much money he makes. And because there's still, I, I have, I'm no longer clinging to this, but... You could make a case that, man, if you could just unlock him and if he's only 23 and there's all these excuses to try and keep running him out there. Uh, I agree with what Matthew Collar said earlier today on, on Score North Live. I'm more curious to see what this team looks like for the next five or six weeks in an Andrew Wiggins free environment. I want to see I want to see what it looks like when you have players on the court who understand spacing and ball movement and what a good shot is and a bad shot is. There's there's so many times guys on the court are sharing the ball and they're looking to move the ball around and Andrew Twi- and Andrew Wiggins is the type of player that says ooh my turn ooh my turn mm-hmm. like instead of all right let's let this thing flow and if it flows through me I'll pass it over here and if I happen to get open standing outside the three point line or if I see an opening like within the context of the offense I'm worth but you paid him to shoot isn't that isn't that why he got that isn't that why he was drafted in the first place you, you shouldn't have. <laughs> you know that guy we've or but they're just a drain and they're not worth it. That's Wiggy. I so, know that cause, person because you're. I mean, not here. I haven't met that person. But here no, yet, that no, that person. But I've worked with that person. Yeah, I think he's talking. I really feel like he's talking about he's me. Right staring now. right at you. As he says this. <laughs> I'm looking right through your. He's pointing a finger right. I'm at looking me. right at you, Rami. No, but I'm just Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Joe Maklov would have also had an easier time getting into that apartment a month ago. Absolutely, no <laughs> doubt. Actually, I'm talking about Remy. I'll call you Remy. No, but that's that. But that's the thing is because you're not because. You're not wrong. He was signed to do the, these things, 
But we've just seen enough by now that he is he is a drain on the work environment. So okay, so here then here is my next question concerning Andrew Wiggins. Because I I can't answer the question that I I just but I'll we'll pour some very stiff cocktails. They're gonna have to be really <laughs> stiff, and there might have to be other substances involved. But <laughs> what my question then is: if I'm taking you guys at your word that they're better off without Wiggins, is how the hell does this franchise move forward with this guy who you're better off without, and you've been a max contract? Yeah, that's that's why I was so ready at the trade deadline. I know, especially after last night, because I remember a week ago I said I would probably attach Josh Okogie to him if you need to just just to get rid of him. Well, I'd love to find a way to not do that because Josh Okogie, I know he's got a terrible shooting percentage on the year, but Josh Okogie brings with seven Josh Okogies, then seven Andrew Wiggins any night of the week. And like I said at the trade deadline last week, Last night and the night before, or, or two nights ago, was such a great sample of what this could look like with Carl Anthony Towns as the centerpiece and competent, team-centric, and also modern, strategic basketball players who can shoot threes and play some defense. Like That's what it looks like. You beat the Rockets. You beat the Rockets by 10 points last night. And it's not fair to, to the next coach, if that's Saunders or somebody else, it's not fair to saddle them with this player and this contract because you'll never get to where Phil said unless he's gone. Let's take a call on this real quick here. A rare first segment call, but uh, we're, we're, we're fired up about the Wolves win in a good way. The Wolves, that was a, that was a fun... And breaking quarterback how, news. How could, you, how could you not just ignore his question? What happened with uh, the What's with the Kyler Murray? Yeah. What's going on with the Steelers, Adam? Uh, it's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500. 651-646-8255. Uh, let's see. Steve in Minneapolis. Hey, Steve. It's actually Pete. Oh. Oh. Hi, well, Pete. Well, you're going to be Steve for the... No. Oh. Hey, what's up, Pete? <laughs> Steve it is. Uh, yeah. That, what Your description of uh, people at the workplace and Andrew Wiggins is spot on. Supervision takes a disproportionate amount of time, energy, and resources. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Marbury, Stephon Me Baby, when he was here. He'd always get his 20-some a game, but he'd have to take 60 shots to do it. You know? yeah. And it was just you know, it was a waste of time. saying is true, if I take it at face value, this franchise is in a really bad spot right now with a guy who they gave a max contract to who you're better off without him on the court. That's I can't think of a worst-case scenario. For for an NBA franchise, than to have a guy with a max contract who you probably shouldn't be playing, nobody's going to take that off your hands. And then on every draft pick for the for the next two years, and get productive NBA players and at least one star out of those draft picks to get this team back to some place where they could contend for something. Yeah, yeah, it's to play him as much as possible. Hope he gets hot. Attach a first-round pick, you will find you can get one team to be like, we'll fix them. I'm convinced of that. So if you attach a first-round pick and and you and you get him hot enough to where he appears competent, I think by June or July there, there will be one team that'll say, you know what, we'll fix them because that's still the contention among some here, including in Ryan Saunders. The whole philosophy among some of being that he can unlock this guy needs to be the first person who has to privately say no can do is Ryan himself. Think think about the weird spot Ryan is in cuz Ryan's a smart guy. Ryan Ryan's made some nice tweaks. He and grew up in a basketball family. He has instincts. There's a reason why I know that his last name helped him get this job, but 
he's doing a good job as the youngest NBA coach we've seen in decades. He's not oblivious to all these things we're talking about. It's not like he's sitting there saying, oh man, if we had Wiggins, then it would have been a 20-point win. But does he have the power? Does he have the guts to do what's right? Which is sometimes, you have to, if, if Wiggins isn't going in the first quarter, you might have to sit him and he plays 10 minutes. Like There's nights where Wiggins is on and he's in the flow, and then, okay, that's the dude who scores 30 and you want him out there. But on the nights, like last night, he looked at the court and said, Gorgie Jang, they're saying this is, this is not a Gorgie Jang night. He's going to play two minutes. <laughs> Does Ryan Saunders have the guts at minimum? I'm not saying he benches him for the rest of the season. That's unrealistic. Does he have the guts to do the right thing on nights where Wiggins is not engaged? Of it, Ryan Saunders needs to go in and, and say, we can't, we can't win with this guy. We got to trade him. That's easy to say. But you know Ryan Saunders wants this job. I mean, he has been quite open about saying he wants this job. If the brain trust of the Wolves is is digging their feet in, Ryan Saunders doesn't have the leverage to to play that card. So Ryan Saunders or whoever the next head coach of the Wolves is, if they're saddled with Andrew Wiggins, then... The most important thing for them in their job is to unlock Andrew Wiggins. I agree, except here's the X factor, and it's the most important thing. The the future GM of this team almost a person to go to Glenn and say, Wiggy's not going to work here. And then Ryan, and, and then if Ryan is going to get the job, the best thing that could possibly happen would be for Ryan to confirm to that person, unprompted to say, Wiggy is not going to work here. So if it's Glenn, if Glenn's just saying it's going to work, it's going to work, it's going to work. If I am a potential GM, I'm saying I'm not taking this job. But I think that it's going to change. But I, I know we just took a really fun Timberwolves win last night against the Rockets and turned it into a dump on Wiggins for 15 minutes. Segment After you there, dumped but... on Lou Aldang for the first three minutes of the show, much to my dismay. Oh, it was like a minute. Mm. Not, it wasn't. Not was it three? Lou Aldang is, or do you know? I looked it up last night. Yeah, he's he's only thirty three. I think I said that earlier in the segment. He's thir- thirty three, but he's got he's uh, sixty seven in mileage. <laughs> yeah, his he's been driven a lot. <laughs> long been. long trips. <laughs> Tibbs likes to go on road trips, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the twin, the twins did a couple things today. We can we can talk about uh, when we come back here. And there is off the Gopher basketball game from last night. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500. Happy Valentine's Day. You can see all of our personal Valentine's cards on the Score North Twitter account today. I think Judd's was the best. It's definitely the best. That was probably the best one. You have to go see it. It's not Valentine's Day. It's a different day. We went way too tame with Derek Wetmore. (laughs) There were so so many places Especially with that mug shot. That mug shot, the last name, the word play you could go with there. We went way, way too safe with Wetmore. So go go to the Score North Twitter account, SKOR North, and you can see all of our our Valentine's Day cards to you, the audience. Uh, TCL, they don't have anything really special cooking for Valentine's Day other than just the usual, you know, it's America's fastest growing TV brand. And and it's almost always at a lower cost. Uh, Where do you sign up? Any major local retailer. You can find TCL TVs and stare at them for yourself, or you can go to TCLUSA.com. Enthusiastic guests, semi-informed theory, passionate shots in the dark, questionable conclusions, reckless speculation, reckless speculation. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North. Score North.com. 
Thank you, Jonathan. It's Mackie and Judd with Tom. There was some uh, twins news today, and we discussed it with uh, Derek Wetmore. Mode podcast, and all you got to do for our team-centric podcast is search Score North Twins, if that's what you're looking for, Score North Vikings, Score North Wolves, and you'll find it all there. And we have a very exciting announcement about our Twins lineup of shows coming up soon. We do. For you to search at Score North Twins. But the news I was referring to was uh, two Contract extensions by the Minnesota Twins today for a couple of their young players. Jorge Polanco gets a five-year, $25.75 million contract, two options at the end, so it could be as many as seven years. And Max Kepler gets five years and $35 million with an option at the end. Uh, both believed to be team options. What do you guys think of these moves? So, uh, a few different thoughts. Something I didn't bring up on the Five Thoughts episode. Because you had to just, run so we could make fun of you for a while. That's true. Actually, yeah. it had to run because of the announcement we're going to make about about doing performance-enhancing drugs. Okay, I'm taking this down a path that I didn't expect to go down here, but it just popped into my head. Um, if if you're on the fence about performance-enhancing drugs... And, and I you, am. And you are? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are you on the fence or? No, I'm on the fence about. Are you doing, doing them as we? I'm on the fence about doing them. Okay. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I've I've been juicing for two years. Those bottles of juice are like ten bucks a pop too. You know they're really. Expensive. I'm corking my mic too, but don't tell it. <laughs> don't tell people. But if you are from the Dominican Republic and you didn't grow up with money and your career is in the balance and you've been in the big leagues for a little while and that big paycheck, that life-changing paycheck hasn't come yet. Mm-hmm. And you're, I see why players, Melky Cabrera, a number of years ago, Melky Cabrera was popped, I believe it was 80 games and all of the postseason. And the Giants, or, or maybe that, the Giants, I think, voted that they didn't want him back or something in the postseason. Like, he was out. He was the one who created a website, right? To try and cover yes. his tracks of his PED use. Yes. That was amazing. And he wound up the next off season coming off of an 80 game PED suspension. He wound up signing a two year, $16 million contract with the Blue Jays. And he's made millions of dollars since, right? Yeah. And Jorge Polanco, another, I don't want to, I don't know much about his background other than I know he's from the half and he's one of the best hitters in baseball. And we find out there was some assistance there. Right. It was some, some sort of substance. And he winds up still signing a $25 million contract. So, so what's just, the drawback to using PEDs is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, it's so just like total side note. I, I like the contract from the Twins perspective, but I'm just saying total side note. If, if you're wondering why these guys do it, you still get $25 million after serving an 80-game Phil Mackey for PED use here. Listen, <laughs> folks, have you been thinking about delving into PEDs? Let me give you the upside. Five years, $25.75 million. Uh, the thing I like, well, well twofold. This is intriguing and instructive in this sense. So we, we've all been basically talking about the last two uh, winters, what's going on with guys not signing contracts, and there seems, and the market has slowed. This is an interesting, because now if you are Kepler or Polanco and you're looking out a, few, a free agent exactly when you thought you were going to be, but look at the market itself. This is extremely good for teams. The other thing I like about this a lot, gentlemen, in the case of Kepler's contract Eminently tradable. This is a good contract. Alex Kirlov comes up here in a year or two and starts to hit. Max Kepler becomes a very nice trade ship because you can trade him with the Kepler contract. Max Kepler starts to hit, right? Because it continues to do at the plate what he you did know, at the plate last year. I don't know how tradable that guy know, is. Uh, on, on the Unchained podcast on Monday, Patrick brought this up, and it was a pretty good point, I think. He's because he, he's like, ah, you know, Kepler. And then he said, I think Kepler's going to come around. Because the knock against Kepler going into 2018 
was he couldn't hit. Fault was no longer his biggest fault. So I think this is a good gamble on the Twins' part that he will come around. And if he does and Kirilov comes up, it potentially gives you a really good contract under which to trade him. Let me give you guys a little... Uh, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and go Steve Urkel nerd, baseball nerd on you here. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Wins above replacement. Okay. Let me put my... Hands in my armpits and okay. sniff them. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no wonder girls don't like you. I, I tricked one. I tricked yeah, one. Well, that's all you need. <laughs> Just takes one. Actually, the the final episode of Family Matters is the most bizarre. Like where where Laura decides I don't want Stefan or Cal. I want Steve Urkel, and I want him to marry me. Like what? Doesn't make a doc right. Dude right. hits twenty four bombs. Hits uh, two ninety. Plays some good defense, etc. Their second best position player, based on wins above replacement, was Max Kepler, even with a struggling bat, because he's a really good rangy corner outfielder. He can throw guys out, and even in a bad season, he still hit twenty home runs and had an OPS in the seven thirty range. It was bad, but if uh, now okay, that doesn't say like the Twins traded Eduardo Escobar, they traded Brian Dozier, Joe Maurer was on the downslide, etc. So a bit of a bit of a skewed view of, of the Twins position players. But I like the Max Kepler deal because you're, uh, okay, so you burned $30 million. Like, you burned $50 million on Phil Hughes. If you lose on this, you don't lose a lot. But if you win on this, he's got the upside to be one of your two or three best players. And we thought that when he came into the league, and now it's kind of cool because he's been mediocre. But if he lives up to his potential and you're only paying him a handful of millions of dollars and he's a starting player for you, it's a great buy-low contract for the Twins. Yeah, no, this is relatively low risk. Both of these guys are relatively low risk. That's money mm-hmm. that, if these guys have hard money for a team to swallow, $25 yeah. million dollars or, or even $35 million, that's not a tough pill for, for a Major League Baseball team to swallow, even a team in a market like, like the Twin Cities. Yeah. How tempted do you guys think that they might be or c- could be very soon to go to uh, Byron... Buxton and go to both those guys and just gamble. So you're gambling, but the but the upside to that is if you're right and say, okay, you guys are both coming off disappointing years. We get that completely, uh, but you both are trying. You both gotten yourself in very good shape, or you're in good shape to play now. We're going to give you take your pick five five years, two options, something like that. And if we're wrong, we're wrong. Yeah, play. market is going in a way. That unless your agent uh, basically lays down in the tracks and says, you're going on strike eventually, I don't care. Yeah. There might be that where, where an agent says, okay, let's talk. Yeah, okay, I can get okay, I can get $30 million and never have to worry about it ever again. Uh, but if you were to, like, the, the, the gamble is if you're... I, I'm, I'm rejecting any long-term offer, especially if it's in the neighborhood of what they just gave these two guys. I'm rejecting that and gambling on myself. Yeah. Every time. So, Twins make a couple signs. You can read a lot more about this at scorenorth.com. What used to be 1500ESPN.com is now scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R North. Before too long, if it's not posted already, uh, a brand new Twins episode of uh, Five Thoughts, the second ever episode of Five Thoughts. And like Rami said earlier, if you want to subscribe to any of our Twins shows, they're all in one feed. It's the Score North Twins feed that you can find anywhere you subscribe to podcasts. If If you just search Score North, on your podcast app, you'll find all of our stuff. Or just download the Score North app, which is now available on Apple. Any other shameless plugs? Zolgad Zol- 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 Columns right now, a wolf. 
And it's all very positive as far as trying to blow these teams up. Yeah, Jonathan, do you have any shameless plugs since we're going around the horn here? Uh, Crafty Rogues feeds up there. Uh, Roycey Unchained, United Broadcast, starting about three weeks now. So, yeah. Do they have to be plugs. Score North related? Start smoking here. It's like the old Carson show. <laughs> February, February 20th, Lower Town Laughs. Come and check it out. What time? Uh, 8 o'clock. Okay. Yes, sir. A.M. or P.M.? Uh, P.M. Okay. okay, just make it sure. no. Fast and the Furious Friday tomorrow, so there's my shameless plug. Okay, cool. Great. It's at 12 Eyes Brewing, 8 o'clock, February 20th. I'll be headlining, doing like a half hour for you. Really? Yes, sir. That's pretty good. Thank you. Buy me a beer? Can Judd open I will for buy, you? I'll buy you a beer, Doug, Oh, I'm there. <laughs> Judd Jud needs to open. Open for you, even for three minutes. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota is no joke. They are no joke. They're the best service department and car dealership in the Twin Cities. I was in there uh, just a few weeks ago looking at some of the brand new 2019 models. And man, so I, I, Amory's, now there's kind of a sportier exterior. They've got brand new interior technological upgrades and safety features. I mean, it's a badass car now. I'm not going to lie. You've got that, you've got that Entune system touchscreen on the interior with apps. You've got uh, the reverse cam, which makes parallel parking a lot easier than it was when I failed that part of my driving test. So get in on the corner of 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard and check out the brand new 2019s. The Camry is the one that I've just been raving about. And uh, say hi to everyone. Tell them Mackie sent you. Watson inbounds. Palmer. Palmer leaning in. There's a foul. Coffee is called for a foul. And I can't say it any clearer. Um, but with that... My guys showed heart, my guys fought, and it's unfortunate the way that ended. Absolutely unfortunate the way that ended. It stings. Stings or stinks? Stings. Or stinks. I love the, the clarification there. I'm writing this down, Rich. Could you, uh, <laughs> did you say stings or stinks? I want to make sure I quote you correctly. It's, it's both. I was going to say, both, <laughs> both were fine. <laughs> both were absolutely fine. He's right about both. Both. Um, the the same official that I think I'd have to go back just it I'm is. like ninety percent no, okay you're correct the Kelly Prefer s- oh he went I miss basically went Horton Kelly Prefer <laughs> oh I miss our guy Mike Green. oh Grimm is the best um so that dude is so he makes the call on Amir Coffee which is it was just a horrendous terrible abysmal call. And it, it was such an amateur college ref call, too. It's like you knew when Coffee went straight up backwards, by the way, and offensive guy jumps into him. Yeah. You knew in the back of your mind, yep, an amateur bad college ref for sure makes this call. And boom, whistle instantly. But I think he was the same ref that a few minutes earlier in real time, uh, Nebraska inbounds the ball into the backcourt. And Nebraska player falls down. So the ball just sails five feet. Other calls I thought the Jordan Murphy charge was a bad call. Jordan Murphy has on, but the guy literally was moving to his left trying to get in the way of Jordan Murphy. They call that against the Gophers. I hate to be blame it on officials guy, but... But you're going to blame it on officials. You can blame last night's loss on officials, yes. The, the Murphy call I didn't think was great, but it didn't bother me when when I saw the uh, highlight of it as much. The coffee call was unconscionable. Like how you can't make that call. No, that's not even. But that's not a bang like, up. And and uh, the, the Big Ten Network studio guys at first were like, I don't know about that call. And by the time they got deep in into the post game show, they're like, that was an awful call. God, it was. It was terrible. And, and it probably it's probably the difference in the Gophers going to the end. Um, but a year ago, you're like all hell broke loose. This is much more disappointing to me. But last night, the officiating at the end was a gong show. 
Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm excusing the fact that this season uh, and, and seeing the golfers play well at times and seeing them play poorly, the uh, the juxtaposition there is disappointing. But I see, here's where I disagree. If they, they I agree with Richard, they, they deserved on the table here. My biggest pet peeve in situations like last night is with the, the 10 people who tweeted back at me, hey, it was a bad call, but you can't put yourself in that position for that call to matter if you're the Gophers. Everybody. That's that. that you oh, that, apparently that's right. what they should do. Phil, how do you Be not know this? Be up by 20 points. You should blow out everybody <laughs> so the refs don't matter, man. Oh, but, my God. Why, why don't you get this? I am why going don't to you have a seizure in the studio right now. <laughs> Like, let me go through this. Michigan is one of the... always be up by 20. Apparently so. Michigan is one of the best teams in the country, okay? Michigan lost a road game two nights ago at Penn State by six. Penn State is one of the worst because, for whatever reason, traveling in the Big Ten is not a gimme. Michigan State loses road game. Michigan State lost at Illinois. Um, there's There's been 10, and you have you have a lead, and you've done what you need to do. That's old steals it from you. That's that's what happened. Like it doesn't have to be anything else. Especially when it's a call like it was last night in in the final seconds of a game. And and we can go back to the NFC Championship on this. When when a call is made that that close to the end and the outcome of a game, there's no chance for that team afterwards to to rebound to to come back from that it's just it's just over like and and like you said Phil you're not you're not going to be up 10 every game that you play especially on the road you had a lead in the final seconds of that game and that referee took it away from you yeah. on a terrible call how do, how do you how do you overcome that you don't even have a chance to overcome that the game is season i don't think anyone expected them to be well above 500 in conference if they win that game like they rightfully should have They'd be 500 in conference, and they'd be 17 and eight, going into a stretch where they've got a home game against Indiana. They probably lose to Michigan. They've got Rutgers, Northwestern on the schedule. They were headed straight for a 500 finish in conference with multiple wins over top 25 teams, and likely a trip to the NCAA. It's not amazing. They don't have a lot of great shooters, and it's tough for them to come back on the road in situations like they're they're a flawed team, um, but. Now, their path to the NCAA tournament, they probably have to beat a Purdue and maybe a Michigan down the stretch because of a loss like last I'll night. give you one, though. Wisconsin at home win that game. Okay. That's a bit, but, sure. th- but that's okay. a game. But, but, then, but they beat Wisconsin on the road. Sure. They probably shoot in that game at home. Last night hurts, but not this much. Yeah. I so, think- th- so that's where I'm not exonerating them completely. They got screwed, and it's a terrible call. But if where the disappointment comes in is that Badger game, win that game. Okay, sweep Wisconsin. I'll give you that one. But I, so many people pull the well, you shouldn't put yourself in that type of a position. Believe you. What do you mean? They were they were they won the game. The game was over. Okay. They put won the game. Position to make about a game like the game in Champagne where they got absolutely blown out, inexcusable. Sure, I, I'm not even saying you win that game, but you got done in that game. Yeah. So if you're going to say don't put yourself. In that position, that's a far more fair statement to say if you're playing a team like Nebraska and they roll you by 25. Yeah, there are games that they, they they should win. There are games that they should win handily. I don't think last night was not just not just a Gophers. You can look at almost any team and go, yeah, probably shouldn't have been that close. They're better than that team right there. But last night, like you said, Phil, that's an all right basketball team who you were facing on the road in the Big Ten that's not that's not easy to do. I mean, they 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 put themselves in a position to win. 
That's kind of all you can ask for from half seasons ago. Is it, 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 only Penn State and Rutgers have worse conference records than him, and he's not in his second or third year. He's going. He, he, this is like his sixth year. Mm-hmm. And I've heard Phil say that he thinks he's a very good coach. If we were in a court of law, my question to Phil would be, "Where's the evidence?" Sure. No, Steve. Let's let's go through this. In fact, this might be. Richard Patino is 37 and 67 in conference. He's 30 games under 500 in conference. That's uh, not good. It is not good. Mm-hmm. I do think there's some need for context with 500 in conference. And I have been the staunchest apologist and a supporter of Richard Patino. But it does warrant, even though they got screwed last night, asking a question. So we can do that when we come back. Absolutely. And I've got some good news, too. I've got a local team doing exactly what they should do. Thank God! Wow, is this like breaking news yes. going to happen here? Oh well, it, no, no, no. It's it's breaking news from another source a few hours ago, but it is absolutely the right move, and I am I'm feeling the love <laughs> for a house cleaning, baby. Becky and Jed with Ryan.